Welcome to Elementor Talks, the podcast that connects marketing, design, and development experts to help you build better websites. Website security is a priority for any online business, big and small. Following the DDoS attack on our website last weekend, we wanted to hear an expert opinion on cyber attacks. Israel Gross is the co-founder and VP BizDev of L7 Defense, a cybersecurity company and the developer of Immune, a virtual platform for mitigating DDoS attacks automatically and in real time. Israel explains what DDoS and botnets are and how online businesses should prepare themselves for cyber attacks. Welcome to another episode of Elementor Talks, and with me today is a special co-host, Ohad Raz, lead developer in Elementor. Hi, Ohad. Hi, Ben. And I'd like to welcome our guest today, Israel Gross, co-founder of L7 Defense and VP BizDev there. Hi, Israel. How are you? Hi, I'm doing great. Thanks for inviting me. So let's give you a bit of background why we're interviewing you, Israel. So... This Friday, the Elementor site underwent heavy attack, DDoS attack, and that brought actually the site down for a few hours. So that's why we wanted to get uh, an expert opinion because it's such a relevant topic and we managed to, to uh, cope with all the attacks and everything. But uh, before we dive into all those terms like DDoS and attacks and bots, tell us about yourself, your background, and what led you to... Uh, build uh, this uh, security uh, company. Great. Thank you very much. So before I talk about my bread and butter's DDoS attack, so that's what I love to talk about, but I will give you some uh, background about me. So actually, I didn't come from the cybersecurity world. I'm a um, serial entrepreneur. It's my third startup already. I was approaching the cybersecurity market because it was a big need, and specific in the DDoS. We will get to it uh, soon. As... All the companies I used to be a founder, I used to be marketing, business development, sales. I love communication with customers, talking to customers, visiting customers. This is my hobby. Um, and then, of course, solving their all the what they need and giving them the best solution. So as um, my background, I have a, a master's in, uh, in, uh, from the Hebrew U in um, finance and marketing. And all my life, I did sales and marketing. So I love this uh, job and this position. And I'm very grateful to be also in this company specific uh, to do the same job. So I love it. And let's give you more about, uh, about L7 Defense because this is really, really relevant. In 2014, we were looking at trends in the market of cybersecurity. And we were looking what can be the best niche L7 Defense could start with. What can L7 Defense solve that wasn't solved till today? What we found out is that um, DDoS, as a very old type of attack, is actually evolving. And I will get to what's DDoS. And we saw there's a big need to a new type of solution to stop these type of attacks. So, of course, uh, we de- deep dive inside. What is actually this denial of service attack or distributed denial of service attacks? The, one of the basic things of Internet is that your customers can approach you, can can meet your actually your website your your online marketing your online b- 
business, financial institution, you can do everything online. And you want you want your customers always to be available 24-7. It's not like when we had a physical store, so there's stores open this time to this time. But today, customers want service 24-7, especially if you're a global company and you have a multinational nations people approaching your website. That means you have to be available 24-7. The second thing that came in with the customer's demand is they want the service now. They're not going to wait. They, they cannot wait till the website uploads. It doesn't care why the website is not uploading in just two seconds. They don't want to see service now because they will open multi-tabs and they will, they will find something that opens immediately and then buy online a flight or order food, whatever they do online just from the first one that opens. So we understand how important is it your website will be always available. Always customers can approach it, can uh, do the business online. If you sell, if you uh, if you give information like a media, it depends what you do online, but it has to be all the time available. This is a, the, what the world of digital is happening. So from the other side, we can see the hackers, they see this as opportunity. I can cause damage to a company just by making the website not available. This is how the DDoS started. So it's, it started with uh, denial of service, means I won't give you a service to somebody else, your website, but then it came to distribute it. That means there's much massive attack above the capacity of, the, of this uh, website. This is the basic. And then it was still was the old world. It was nothing to involve over here. There's nothing to be uh, very suspicious about these type of attacks. And you're thinking about what change is a type of attack change. Instead of attacking a customer with volume attacks, then they will attack it with application attacks. And I will give the explanation what's the difference between both. For volume attack, it's very easy. Just like build a botnet. I will also explain how you build a botnet. You build a botnet and you send all of those bots to come directly to this website. What happens, there's a limit capacity of traffic to this organization. For example, it can be 100,000 requests per second. And if you send 100,001, this one cannot come in because it's over the capacity. It's overwhelming the system. It's actually the pipeline to the, to the website. So these, these are the attacks started, how they started. And what happens, the, the world of war, I would say the war is always growing. So you, every organization has to grow its capacity of the network to the organization, and then the hackers also grow it. Mm -hmm. So basically, uh, how I uh, explained it is like the, the server is like the bouncer, getting um, the guests or the, the visitors, and uh, they, the bouncer has a certain capacity. And what uh, the DDoS uh, attack means uh, is that the bots actually uh, swarm that uh, that party and uh, too ma too many uh, visitors uh, try to get into the room and then nobody can go into the room and the the, the site crashes and it doesn't load the server doesn't respond. Yeah, so that's exactly. But let's talk about like a step back. How do we create those bots? Is this complicated? Is this something trivial? The answer is it's so easy to have a botnet. First of all, they sell them online. You can buy list of botnets you can buy even attack online so this is like the world is like it's not so complicated if i just want to have attack on someone i just go go online and for the price of a cup of coffee i can buy a ddos attack three to five dollars i can buy an attack so it's per hour and this is how easy it to buy an attack but if i wanted to create a botnet how do i do it i can uh there was i can give you an example uh google found that on the google market there was 300 apps that had a hundred thousands each one of downloads that they were all using your phone iphone android 
probably use the Android because of Google. And they were using it to use your phone to actually try to attack someone else with DDoS attacks. That means it was sending from your device, your kid download the game or you download another game or another app, it doesn't, you don't remember even, and it's just, it's just sending information from your phone. It's not stealing your information, it's just like trying all kinds of requests to this specific organization they want to hack now. So they can have millions of domains just from simple apps in the app store. Um, this is one example. Another example, so all of those CCTV cameras can be hacked was example, the Mirai botnet. Let's talk about that. Mirai botnet is in Japanese, the future. And they created a massive attack with uh, over the 1.6 uh, terabyte attack on the United States. I would say it was the 10th of October, 2016. And then it was taking, it took down half of the internet companies in the United States, in the East Coast and West Coast. So we talk about companies like Netflix, Facebook, all of them, Twitter, were all down. It was a weekend, so it was not such a crisis, but people didn't have actually all of those internet companies were not available because it was an attack that uses only 160,000 devices. Is this a lot, 160? Not at all. Because with a simple hack, I can get to... Um, much more than half a million devices are connected, for example, cameras. And I can have the password for those cameras and I can hack 500,000 cameras using them to do a DDoS attack. Um, China, in China, there's botnets of a million devices. So if 160,000 devices did an attack, 1.6 terabyte, and the was it was the end of the world, okay? Like, people didn't have the Facebook. Wow, what can they do? You know, they're going to have to meet their friends, but actually, <laughs> that organizations are losing money. So, th this was the biggest change last year, so it was late 2016. And since then, this Mirai attack had many evolvements, many changes where people use the same code and, and, and different botnets and were just, like, doing all these attacks. Another example on OVH in France, Another above one point something terabyte they had attack on their organization and just, a data just center. Just to be clear, um, terabyte, it's like uh, for people who don't know, they, they probably know megabyte if they have websites. Um, they know gigabyte probably. Terabyte is uh, billion bytes, right? Yes. Yeah. All right, so that's pretty, pretty massive. Yes, pretty massive. Um, that's to take down big organizations. If you want to take small organization, it's much more easier. We get to it soon. So um, this is what the, the DDoS world is changing in the last year. So we see these attacks are growing in numbers. But let's talk about another thing. I think the more important is about the application attacks. Today, if I want to take down a website that's behind a, uh, a CDN, so it would be very hard to take down the website because the CDN have 40, 400 terabytes. They can grow so big numbers. They can, they can, they can absorb. So it really doesn't have much, much effect on the end customer and the end website because he's using this big CDN. The most interesting attacks or the most complicated attacks are those who are application attacks or targeting specific things inside your servers. It means the login button, whatever is not cached in the CDN. That's where is a pain point for organization because I can take all the statistic web, the web pages and put cache, uh, cache them online. It doesn't really matter. And if someone doesn't get to this page number 2,531, he doesn't get to this page, who cares? Because it's a, just information page. No one was actually looking for it. No one would complain he didn't see this actual page. But if someone trying to log into his bank account and he's not able to log into his bank account because someone's just like targeting only the login mm -hmm. function, 
that's where the real pain point for organizations because that's where the real customers are trying to log in to do uh, online transactions, to buy, to do all those things online. That's really the pain point. So we were looking, actually going back to the history of a company. So 2014, we said, wow, the volume attacks, it will probably be solved this way or other. People big, bigger data centers, bigger capacity, it will be fine. But when it comes to application attacks, that's where it's going to be the pain point for organizations. And this is what they actually need to solve. So we actually started the company and not stopping all the DDoS attack, only application attacks. So it's called L7 defense, layer seven, only application attacks defense. So this is how we start with the, with the, with the DDoS. So this was um, 2014, we started. Um, then we grew, the company grew, protecting governments, large organizations, ISPs, telcos, and more. Um, this is, I think, the background about the DDoS. Before we jump to a different kind of attacks, do you have a recommendation for our clients um, that website owners, what should they do if they have a... D well, first, how would they recognize they're being uh, DDoSed? Okay, so let's, let's, let's take this problem and make it more simple. So if I'm a small company, I have just one website, I just sell online, I could say most likely I won't be at, under attack because no one has really interest to attack me. I always say if you are under attack of DDoS, that means you are big enough. And that's you should take a complementary idea that you're big enough, someone's willing to attack you. Um, that's why we can see uh, what's the solution today for these small uh, uh, websites with not so much traffic. The most simple thing that they have, many companies give you a complementary solution for free. For free, for com companies like Cloudflare, a uh, good company, they give you uh, a protection for a website for free, for basic solution, and that gives you basically solution for, for... For until what level does this bring a solution? I mean, for a small company or... What kind of, uh, if I'm a freelance, if I have an agency, that that kind of... Okay, so any SMBs um, should go there because that's their professionally. They give you for free. You take the problem. It's not it's not your problem anymore. You send it to them. They give you a clean pipe. And we can talk about how the techniques, how they work. Uh, but when you, your business starts growing, when your business are doing, your, your customers are doing online transactions, really uh, big numbers. So you have customers like... You have like a hundred customers and an hour buying products. You should start being uh, concerned about your traffic. What happens if you're going not going to be giving service for one hour? What is what is this going to cost me? Then you you start you think what should you do? So there's also another uh, start solution. You can start with a very basic solution. In also in those companies in the CDN companies, they have also very small uh, solutions for. Smaller customers, it's like about $200 a month. It's not a big money. And then you get also a good solution. These are always when you're small and it's good, it's comfortable, you get the best solution. I don't think most of the customers that have a simple website, they don't need more than that. When you need more, that means when you're a financial institution, when you have a, a lot of money online, then you're going to be targeted by, by those hackers. And then when hackers are targeting you, these basic solutions won't help anymore because they know exactly how to attack and they have these okay, very uh, sophisticated attacks. Because I can give you an example. How these attacks work today? So this is what else if is actually professional in stopping these type of attacks. These type of attacks are where the hacker is actually blueprint your system. So he knows exactly 
all the services you have. He just does many pings. He learns all the time what are your thresholds, where you block, where you don't block, which IPs, which geolocation, which threshold. He knows everything, which signatures you put in. He learns everything. And then when he comes, the day comes, he decides, okay, I will do an attack. You don't know because it's under a threshold. It comes from a geolocation you're allowed. It, it knows exactly what you don't block, and that's where it comes in. Mm -hmm. And when you find it, it does randomization and switches it. And it can switch all the time. It can switch the, the botnet. It can switch the pattern. It can do multi-vectors. This is where it gets much more complicated. When you get these type, of, the, and these type of attacks, this means something. You're doing something bad or something very good. You're making a lot of money. But someone has interest um, to take you down. Is this something that takes advantage of uh, artificial intelligence, Th those bots? I mean, how do they work? How do they adapt so uh, rapidly? Yeah, so these attacks, we, we call it is the future of, of the AI attacks. It's not only about the AI for defense because everyone has AI in cybersecurity. It's like a buzzword. But the hackers are also using AI. He's using this mecha mechanism that always constantly learn. They always change. They teach himself. So actually, you would have this very sophisticated attack, but no one's pressing a button. The system by itself is making decisions how to attack you and when, with what, and all of this. This is where we see the basic level of AI in the attacker side. We can see the attack coming in constantly where you have big organizations. They have very smart attacks of only for DDoS. Only for DDoS are getting very, very smart. And, and it's challenging the, all the big, big companies where you have a basic solution that's not dedicated for you, it's like a general solution, then you're vulnerable because they give you general signatures, nothing that adopts it for you. We are L7Defense ideas about we don't have signatures. We, the AI system of L7Defense, for every customer creates its own shield. So the shield between customers are different. You know why? Because the websites are built different with different patterns, with different architecture. That means a specific attack that comes on A most likely won't affect B. So why should just put out, uh, uh, mm. many signatures and make latency because I have to put many signatures I don't know what's going on? No, the idea is you have to put dedicated signatures for each customer. With our te technique and our capabilities, you put a software installation so customers deploy it once and learns all the time, creates dynamic signatures. And of course, when attack is done, it clears and it stops and it can, it can identify the same IP. If it one time is good, one time is bad, I won't block the IP. I block the pattern, patterns. This is, a, this is for, the, for the most challenging attacks. You have to be much more smarter than that. Yeah, because um, you don't want to block um, real customers. So I think the, the hardest part is to identify true customers and bots because the bots are being so sophisticated and they mimic the actual behavior of uh, actual clients. Yeah, so, so you said something very important because those bots, we want to block them, but they use the people that they can do the same thing. They look the same. You compare both of them, they look the same, and then you don't want to block the legitimate people. But think about more. Your same phone, your mobile phone, can be one time a bot, one time it's you. And now you'll block it. You cannot block this IP. You can say, okay, this IP is for sure is a bot now because this is trying to do a DDoS on my system. But five minutes later, it's back my user. He's trying to log into the account. I'm not going to kick him out. So the idea is to block patterns, not to block the IPs. And patterns are those who are causing your system not to be available. That's great. And I want to uh, define even more clearly. I mean, we defined uh, DDoS, but what exactly is the difference between uh, DDoS and hacking? Because I, I think 
a lot of users don't understand the differences and the differences in in approaching a solution for for that problems okay so I always say that DDoS is a, is the first problem the, the websites face you know someone just like disconnecting the internet it's very easy they always do it but then it's the most easy attack to launch and also I would say easier to stop compared to more sophisticated general attacks I mean someone trying to steal your admin for the website okay so this is gonna just like take all your information or to uh, you know to uh, defacement of your website there's a lot of more things bad things to do because just to connect from the internet is simple I just like overwhelm the system or by volume or by application I'm sending you t- uh, dedicated uh, patterns to the logging and only the logging does work so these are two type of basic attacks but you're thinking about the general um, attacks today most of them are in application layer so we're talking about uh, SQL XSS and all of them yeah they're trying to do this system I can give you some examples um, customers of us web uh, internet companies big internet companies in the world are using it and they see that people are trying to identify stolen uh, credit cards on their system so you can buy a list of uh, credit cards on, uh, on uh, darknet and then where should you check if it's still available or not so you go to this website that orders food for example and then you just order food you put a credit card and you see if this credit card works it means you can use it for other places so they use some internet company's website to analyze a uh, different uh, credit cards it's, it's available for different sites they're not gonna actually order food because they don't want to, they, do, they don't want they don't want the food to come to their house or that yeah so they can know who they are but they do other things just these credit cards um uh, this and you talk about uh, credential stuffing you could talk about I can I can uh, steal uh, username and password I can run many many username and passwords for example uh, again going back to the to the dark web or finding list of uh, usernames and passwords so actually customers have same username would be the email email and password would be something generic to use for many websites so once I hack one website for because it, it can be uh, it can be a company like tinder or those companies I wouldn't say, I say Tinder because it was not tinder so it's easy for me to say um, and then they use these these uh, they hack this one and they find all the username and passwords they take the same username and go to a different website and they use a username and password so they run many of them and most likely many many people use the same username and password So that's it so they don't need to hack to to specific uh specific websites they're just using someone hacks from third parties let's talk about even more it's getting even more and more complicated when you grow the business so I um, uh, I wish all of you has grow the business with Elemento and you have big big business online you have to be more concerned of your your security then because um, actually I can log in and take other things from your website and I can do for also from third parties for example api's Um, and, and more ways to hack into your system without hacking your actual website so you have to be another layer of of uh, I would say that security onion layers but you have to give this first basic so as for customers I say the first recommendation would be uh, for the part also for the web application file is take something free put something don't open all the ports try try to do some work on it because it's gonna it's gonna happen when it happens things when things that uh, were hacking your system it's much more uncomfortable than DDoS because DDoS okay I wasn't available sorry I apologize I was hacked nothing to do from then different reasons could be competitors can be political issues can be many reasons and you, it's, it's uncomfortable but when someone steals your your information from the website your customer list your credit cards if you save I hopefully you don't save um, all this information is much more valuable for you and you don't want uh, competitors to stealing all your names of customers and just approaching them so this is something you have to be taking concern more because this is much more painful for your organization.
Um, so we're talking about other type of attacks are much more painful. So just be uh, concerned that, you know, DDoS is a very good type of attack just to make you as alert, alert to know that you should be protected. So this is always the start with the DDoS because it's most easier and then it gets much more sophisticated. I mean, and this is something that I- involves now the FBI, I read, and uh, they're, they're tra- trying to, to hack down because it's a serious problem for a lot of uh, companies and organizations. Uh, are, are you aware of what, what they're doing exactly? Yeah, so actually I was invited last year, so last year, um, March, so exact, exactly a year ago, I was invited to present to the NIST, American NIST, National Information Security Center, to how to protect the United States from DDoS. That was a big word, you know, how to protect. And all the big companies in the world came there, sent representatives there. And their big concern was about any IoT device could be hacked and then it can be used for DDoS and they can take down the internet for entire United States. Now what ha- What should we do now? And there were many uh, brainstorming rooms and to decide what should we do. And there was a big proposal. These companies got together how we can protect the United States. Um, ideas came from just securing those IoT devices, you know, putting security in any IoT device. It could be it could be a great idea if you have an expensive um, product, but if you buy products in China for a dollar, so I can ensure they won't come with security. Uh, it's too expensive to put security. So put security in each product is at least one and a half dollar. Um, and and then these this is something that concerns. We say as you asked, not only a private company. This is something for government layers. L7 Defense protects governments today. And governments, it's it's very important for them to be always alive. It's the it's the monitine, it's the brand name for the country that's not going to be hacked. Elections, system, right? Elections. Okay, let's we, we can get to elections in a second because always people ask about elections these days. <laughs> um, but I will get to it in a second. So the idea is the governments for them it's more reputation because you cannot say ah okay I'm going to leave the government because a website doesn't work because I have DDoS because no it doesn't work. People people live wherever the countries they live and they stay in the same country. DDoS won't prevent it, but it's, uh, it's the monitine of this government, you know, the name of this government is going to be hacked. It's not comfortable. Um, and then, so hacking this with DDoS, we're still talking about the DDoS. So DDoS is like the basic thing, you know, it's like the most easiest thing. So we see um, worldwide when there's uh, political uh, conflicts and we see defacements, we see more things. It's again, it's not comfortable. It doesn't really harm the system. No one gets impact. No one's stolen information. And then, so that's from the government. They are talking about okay, government. Let's talk about elections. Okay, so it depends. You know, some countries have elections with uh, papers, so you cannot hack papers still today. I think it's it's. It, but some countries that you vote online, that you can be hacked. But even countries that don't vote online, they have papers. Still, everything is uh, aggregated to one computer mm-hmm. system that has the numbers. That I can switch some numbers, and then it can move seats from side to side. All of this is a very top concern of governments. You know, they think about how to protect these elections. And we heard, you know, the, from, let's talk about bots, okay? Bots, fake bots. United States, Trump, 2016. The Facebook announced that there were, I don't remember exactly, 100,000 maybe um, bots that were uh, promoting uh, Trump's ideas and then they had to take them down. So we see using bots to uh, influence people. So they cannot put the different paper inside the inside the, the vote, but they actually can influence the people. They know how to target the people, how to influence them, and they know what you, you th- these bots can always put things in your mind. That's how send they- Send SMS or yeah, commercials. Yeah, send SMS, but what we talk about how they really can influence is about they actually send you information and make you think something. So you, you, you contact yeah, this someone. Is, this is called social hacking, yes. because uh, they hack your social activities. 
and they influence you. They influence feet. you, yeah. Exactly. So it doesn't it doesn't harm people, but it's not comfortable to see. And yeah, I was following this guy on Twitter, and he's convincing me. He's telling a lot of things, and everything was afterwards could be fake news. And he's just promoting agenda. As there's no one, there's no actually person like this name. So it could be very uncomfortable afterwards, but not really harming. But this is something that Facebook and Google and everyone's working on now to take down these bots because. It's you want to you want to chat with real people online. You want to, you you want to assume that the person you're chatting with it's not a bot. It's a person behind, and it's a real it's a, it's a real agenda. I read someone who used bots to uh, set up a really popular Instagram account. He just uh, curated uh, images from I think Unsplasher, and he became really popular. I just read about it. Uh, it's like a plot from Mr. Robot. I think. Yeah. The, I think that the thing about security in general is that. It's not as appealing to users like design. You know, it's not eye-catching, like, you know, seeing beautiful uh, images and design. But once you get hit, I think then the awareness comes. So I'm wondering if I'm a site owner, uh, let's say a small agency, design agency or, or a marketing agency, I found out there's a DDoS attack. What are my, uh, what are the steps? I mean, we talk about Cloudflare, but let's say something happened, I, I have an attack under, underway. What are the steps that I should make? So for, so uh, let's, let's go back to this point. So we say a website is under attack. You see, how does it know it's under attack, first of all? So, yeah. so you have customers complain. You see, uh, trying to log into your website, you're not able. All kinds of things, these alerts, you say, well, something is wrong here. Well, let's check it out. And then you can see the log. If you, you understand, you can look and see how much traffic you have, where the traffic comes from. You start looking into it. So the idea is to first identify you under attack. I would say it's very pretty easy. And DDoS has one point to do. That means make your website not available or make functions in your website not available. If it didn't have this impact, so it doesn't, it's not harming you. So if it can have a, you can have a small attack that doesn't cause you no damage but who cares? Because it's not harming your system. Customers can log in and everything's fine. When the problem starts, when some functions or the entire website is not available, then you say, wow, I have to be secured. So a lot of, a lot of uh, segments, they don't have this in the DNA because they say, wow, I'm a web designer. Who should attack a web designer? Usually they're not under attack. And for these customers, they won't do anything till they see something is, not, is wrong. And, and that's correct. They don't have to. Because most likely they won't be under attack. There are some fields that they're by attack by, def by definition. For example, gaming companies, gambling, um, online marketing, finance online, everything that's money online, that's where uh, you're targeted because customers understand you're making money and the customers working with you, interacting with you. That means not only information, there's much more interaction and that's where it starts to be more sensible. valuable. Sensible and valuable for you. If it will be only pages of information, so who cares if it's not available? So I can find the information somewhere else on a Facebook, on a Twitter. I, I can find information. If it's about communicating the customer with you through the website, this is something that makes starts to be important for you. That means if there's enough customers are doing these interaction with you and they're trying to do the process and they're not available, then you're under a DDoS attack probably. And then you have to look for security. Till then, you most likely won't do anything before. So when it happens to you, this is also a very basic thing. You can go and anytime, go to the website, unload your 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 site to one of these to one of these uh, free uh, services for DDoS, and you are protected for the basic. 
when you grow the business and your business is big enough and you're going to be targeted with dedicated attacks, with very, uh, I would say, sophisticated attacks where those solutions are not giving you enough because they just give you clean traffic. You don't get nothing more than that. You don't have no information. You cannot have no ability to manage it. Then you have to go or to buy a higher uh, level of security inside those companies. Or when you get bigger, bigger, you buy your own security. So you buy your own license in your public clouds and private clouds. You buy your license. And then that that's where L7 is. L7 is focused on the um, enterprise size. So we go enterprise from small to large enterprise. This is what we go. This is what we target. Uh, those are our customers from banks, financial institutions, insurance, online transactions, governments, education, online where it booking, gets online hotels. booking, all of those, those are, are typical customers. And if you if you are a small website, you have many, many solutions online. It's just about, just Google it. Well, Israel, it's been riveting and really interesting. Um, I mean, we're thrilled to uh, also have uh, you on board uh, helping us out. I mean, we're uh, certainly doing a lot of measures to help uh, prevent such attacks and cope with them in the future uh, because it's important for us. Uh, how can people reach you and, uh, you know, uh, use your services or follow you? L7Defense.com, that's it. <laughs> Very easy to even find online numbers. Everything's online. Just contact us directly. Yeah, and don't try to hack them because uh, you, you won't have a shot. <laughs> Uh, any other uh, things you want to add? I just want to thank you very much for coming here and uh, enlightening us. Thank you very much for inviting me. I'm very happy to be here. Yeah, thanks a lot. Uh, so everyone, thanks for listening. And until next time, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. Until next time, this is Ben from Elementor saying bye-bye.